All right, y'all. Um, welcome back to another episode. Uh, it's been a, a minute. <laughs> it's been a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, but we've just had all sorts of stuff going on. Um, we're going to talk today on what is the church. That was our last uh, Bible Basics topic on Sunday as we did Bible Basics uh, this past spring. So what is the church? I closed it out. Um uh, close out the series with what is the church. So I'll riff a minute on that and what I saw in the, the main text uh, that I used. Jeff will riff a little bit on that. And then this summer, we're going to be in the Psalms all summer, probably for like eight to 12 weeks or something like that, June, July. So uh, as we are able to cross paths, um, we'll we'll get some probably a summer Psalm uh, reflections mm-hmm. out on the podcast, things like that. So um Anyway, what is the church? And then we're gonna we're gonna do what is the church? And then we'll we'll also move into why does it matter so much? Um, a little bit of like uh, maybe maybe we could talk about in terms of what is the church all about? Like if you're visiting a church or you go to a church in general, what should you feel like my church is all about? Yeah, Blank. Yeah. So, all right, here's what I did um, to just talk for a couple minutes. I chose the text. Um, where Jesus says that uh, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time that uh, church, the word church is used um, in scripture. Uh, so that was partly why it was kind of like, okay, this seems like a good text to just use. Obviously I could use many different texts, but just to talk about what is the church. And so, um, getting to what I thought was the most um, kind of thrilling part of that passage in terms of answering what is the church. Um, if you're familiar with the text, this is where uh, Jesus says to his boys, his disciples, who do who do the people say that I am? Mm-hmm. This is a major question that the gospels are answering and that you see just the, the murmuring throughout all of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Who in the world is this guy? you know, is what people are wondering and asking about Jesus. Who do people say that I am? And they're like, they, people are saying everything about you, Jesus, John the Baptist, you're Elijah, you're some uh, ancient prophet from old who's come back. People are all over the place. Okay. But who do you say that I am? Seems like a bit of a setup from Jesus. Who? Did, okay. Yeah. They're all getting me wrong. Uh, but who do you say that I am? Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. So, Peter uh, nails it. Um, uh, that might the, be the first time too, right? Might maybe. Yeah. Uh, nails it, uh, and then gets called Satan uh, shortly after. <laughs> just in case. Um, just in case it gets to his head, yeah, you know. It's classic. Uh, you're the Christ. You're the one that the whole Old Testament that we've been looking for, the coming Messiah. You're the Son of the Living God. You're you're God in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Jesus says, "Blessed are you." Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. This is revealed to you by God. God, yeah. Not an exact quote there. Um, that should make that sh- that makes total sense. There's no chance that Peter or the disciples came to this on their own, right. right? This is a God revealed thing. So I said, "What is the church?" I'm kind of building it. What is the church? The church is a people that, in some form or fashion, is a community of people revolving around Jesus. Who is Jesus? That question and getting it right. Um, is central to whatever the church is. 
who is Jesus um, or what is the church? It is a people revolving around Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. Whatever we are and do, we revolve around that reality. And that reality is something revealed to us by God. We didn't, we're not the smartest in the room, far from it. We're not the most moral in the room. This is something that God has graciously and mercifully revealed to sinners. Um, okay. So the bright lights are on. Keep my brain going. Uh, God has revealed this to you. He says, and you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Okay, so this is why we uh, respect the Pope. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so he says, you're Peter. On this rock I will build my church. There's all this debate. What is what is the rock? Yeah, what is the rock that. that Jesus is building the church on? Okay. Peter? Uh, is it Peter? Is it Peter's confession? Whatever. I don't necessarily know where you and I... We'll see if you and I agree on this, but... Yeah. Um, We'll see if you're wrong. Is basically, <laughs> no. um, so here's where I think the key, I think, um, is where he says, you are Peter. Mm-hmm. That's a very weird thing to say. In our podcast, I would never stop and say, and you are Jeff. Yes. Peter's name in Aramaic, what they spoke, and in Greek, what they wrote is, is rock. His mm-hmm. Aramaic name is rock. Greek name is very similar to rock. So I think Jesus is calling attention to his name as you are the rock. Mm-hmm. You are a rock. And then he says, and on this rock, mm-hmm. I think grammatically uh, you're, you're light years ahead with the Greek, but I think grammatically it makes sense there that it's the, that this rock is, um, Peter, but not in a popish way. Right. So uh, let me, okay. Is it Peter or is it Peter's confession of Jesus? My answer is yes. Okay. Both. Yeah. Correct. Jeff's behind the mic mouthing both because like, dude don't <laughs> don't mess this don't up. tank what i've been doing for 22 <laughs> years here okay uh hilarious i'm like both i mouth i did i did mouth both yes is it peter or his confession it's both right yeah so jesus the, the church is built ultimately on jesus and what we're saying is it's built on the gospel but the gospel doesn't preach itself it Correct. needs people so the Bible says in Ephesians that the church is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. That doesn't mean there are uh, they are our popes, uh, but it means that the gospel is the power of God for salvation. And who? How are you going to hear the gospel unless someone preaches? They're God's appointed redemptive agents. Right. Very simple. Yeah. Okay. Then he says, "And the gates of hell will not prevail against it." I said, and this is what I think is most thrilling, and I'll try to wrap this up. Uh, my part of this. Um, uh, okay, the gates are not a weapon of warfare. Okay, we know that Jesus is not saying the gates of hell won't prevail as hell rips the gates off the hinges and then takes them into battle, right? We're talking Triumphalism, about, yeah. We're talking about passing through gates. The mm-hmm. question is, are we, are we thinking of the church attacking hell and the gates stopping the church and prevailing? And just, no, no, no. Jesus says, no, they won't. As you attack hell and you try to get in the gates and bust through the gates, they won't prevail. Is he saying that? Or is he? Is it the perspective of the inside out? The gates of hell will not stop the resurrection of the church. Looking at all of scripture, mm-hmm. and when, when you talk about hell or Hades or Sheol, the realm of the dead, most of the time, if not all of the time, the perspective is very much a perspective of inside out. Yeah. The perspective is not... For instance, just look up like Sheol in the Psalms. You don't see the psalmist going, we're attacking Sheol and Sheol's winning or, or, or and we're beating Sheol. No, the perspective is always, I don't want to go to Sheol. Um, uh, people don't come back from Sheol. And the perspective is also Sheol even has like its, um, 
it's uh, it's also like starting to entangle me. So like you saved me from the pit. You saved me from Sheol. Sheol was reaching, its little tentacles were reaching into our world, okay? Mm-hmm. So in light of all of scripture, um, Jesus there is saying, the gates of hell are not gonna stop me from raising my church from the dead. Uh, Ephesians 2, you were dead in your sins and transgressions. The realm of the dead was your world. Yeah. And the gates of hell won't prevail and didn't prevail from me raising you from the dead. So I think it's thrilling when you think about the church and all the things you could say that we are talking about a people who were born into the uh, domain of darkness, as Colossians says, you were in the domain of darkness, you were dead in your sins, you were, that was your land in hell and Satan was trying to fully and finally kill you. you. Fully and finally. Yes. Right. But Jesus said, Nope, Nope. not Mm going to happen. And, um, and so for his people, past, present, and future, the realm of the dead will not prevail. Okay. Hell doesn't actually have gates. He's saying the realm of the dead's not going to prevail, um, over me raising people from the dead. So what an astounding thing that when you gather at a local church, you're talking about a bunch of people who were once zombies living in the realm of the dead with Sheol trying to put its final snuff you out finally. And Jesus stepped in and said, not going to happen. So good. That's it. So good. That was a little, sorry, that was a little long. No, dude, that was so good. And just the thoughts that immediately are just kind of like a light bright, which Stranger Things brought back, which is really, really cool. I haven't seen it. Yeah, the light bright's pretty cool. But the lights that are going off, that everything was being built on Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think, so what, significance, um, one, that Jesus will build his church. And so you want to be in the, you want to be a part of that. If you're a Christian leader, you want to be a part of Jesus building his church. And you want to remember that Jesus builds his church, you don't build his church. And you want to remember that this is his mission, this is his work. I mean, that is so freeing for a church leader, that is so life-giving for a church leader, that is so like, you get knocked down, you get back up as a church leader. It's the only thing that can keep you in the long haul in ministry, is that Jesus builds his church. Uh, never forget those words uh, that Dr. Hannah said that very passage to me. The other thing is, is that it's on this rock, that confession, that apostolic witness, uh, these redemptive agents, uh, it's all about Jesus. Um, so that gets really singular, and that gets really uh, basic, and yet that is so hard to do. It seems like everything in church today, certainly in the culture, but everything in the church today is actually pulling you off that rock and making the church anything and everything but Jesus alone. Um, And that's where you go in, and when Paul maybe is reflecting on these words, I don't know, but he just talks about how we crave power and we crave wisdom, and the gospel always looks foolish to us. And uh, in the church, I mean, he was talking about the church. He was talking about Israel that was craving power and the Greeks craving, you know, wisdom. And uh, Jesus appears to be none of those things, and yet he's the wisdom of God and the power of God. And so, I don't know, just as I hear this, I just, I am renewed. I am uh, staking everything again on Jesus. And if I... 
and found out to be a fool, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd rather be a fool on that than a fool on some new wisdom that's mm-hmm. come down the pike from the culture and the church has embraced, or some new apparent power that seems to be uh, catchy and intoxicating and electrifying and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my thought is, that's great exegesis of that passage, fantastic hope that uh, Jesus builds his church and he will, because he did exit Sheol, he's taking us with him, and he will not be denied. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's just incredible. Uh, and that's why the demons were just, every time they came up to him, they were just paralyzed. They're like, hey, it's, you're not sending us there now, are you? And I mean, we're, we still got time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the mission is really, really clear. The battle's been won. Uh, the war's over, and the church is about now on our face uh, with a king that just conquered and defeated everything, mm-hmm. sin, condemnation, death, hell. And who do you want to be, church? What do you want to be about, church? Church leaders, what do you want to be about while you're on your face right now? You are begging him to send you, mm-hmm. begging him to let you go proclaim this good news. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus, send me, please send me. And you can see that theme. Anybody that got who Jesus was and got what God was doing in the world, even the Old Testament, the prophets would say, oh, let me stand in the gap. Please send me. Let me, let me carry that good news. That's what the church is about, good news. I have no patience uh, as I go further and further in ministry to carry personally myself, I, I have no desire, have no patience in myself to carry anything other than good news, mm-hmm. and I have no patience with churches and church leaders that don't. Mm-hmm. I even feel that as a young guy, 33 years old, young, young in ministry and relatively, I mean, I've got years, but still young, I even already feel it in a lot of ways. Like, man, if this whole thing like what we're doing and what I give so much time and energy to and all this stuff is like, is just about like, I don't know, building cool small groups that thrive and do really well or whatever. Yeah. I already feel this, like I have no energy for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. have no, this is so silly. Yeah. Like let's go do something that's profitable financially Correct. if that's what it's about. Yeah. And so it even, I, even being a leader at Redeemer, I am repeatedly so grateful and thankful of like, oh, thank God, this is what we're about. Yeah. We can leave all that other stuff, all those side projects yeah. in the realms and worlds and uh, organizations where they belong. Yeah. And we can just be about the death and resurrection of Jesus mm. and uh, and how that applies and changes lives and, and, and whatnot. But be that one trick pony as you say it's like okay that energizes me yeah for another day week year to keep doing this to keep telling people good news to keep telling people to rest in god you know and uh and watch it uh work in power yeah all right y'all uh that's it bible basic series for the podcast done um hopefully we will be able to cross paths as we are in and out for prayer summer uh vacations and all sorts of stuff hit some uh things on prayer yeah 
Uh, if you're in Waco, uh, we invite you to church every Sunday, 10 a.m. at Redeemer. We'll be in the Psalms this summer. I think it'll be a great time uh, as we uh, as we pray together, learn about prayer, and I think uh, it'll probably be a little different in terms of what we learn than maybe what we naturally expect. So uh, until then, until we see you, hear from you, or until you hear from us again, peace. Peace.